Hey there, Reads and Weeds listeners. This show is from a live recording that happened May 20th at the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival at the Independent Comedy Club in Hamtramck. Thanks so much to the audience who really brought great energy in the middle of the day and made it so fun. And thanks to Melanie Hearn and her awesome puppy, Foxy, for joining me. Enjoy! Hey, did you just come in? Did you get a gift bag? Do you guys like those gift bags? I'll just tell you while we're all sitting here, there's a sticker in there with a QR code. And... um, the QR code goes to a link tree, and these two, this is Redemption Foundation. Uh, a friend of mine, Ryan Basor, went to federal prison for four years doing what everybody is doing right now, uh, but they made an example out of him, told him that when he got out, he got a social media equity grant <clears throat> and started Redemption Brands. So when you, if you're ever at a dispensary and you see Redemption Brands, a lot of that money is going towards um, expungement and fighting you know, to get cannabis prisoners out of jail. So that's Redemption. And Great Lakes Expungement Network is, uh, they are literally expunging like 870 records a year. And every one of those costs about $1,300 to, you know, do just the resources that just have to be paid for, right? Um, And they did about 870 of those last year, I think. And um, so Great Lakes Expungement Network, Redemption Foundation, are just great organizations that I like to make people aware of because I get to smoke a joint and and like gift weed and hang out on stage with a dog while some people that didn't do much more than that are in jail and I, do, I you know and so I must call it out at every single one of these opportunities I just want you to know so. and um the are we recording Brad have we started oh great <laughs> Like, should I introduce myself? Is someone going to just go in with it? Okay. My name is Shelly Smith. You're at a live recording of the Reads and Weeds podcast. I'm so excited. And I'll just tell you real quick. um, I don't know if you've ever, as artists, been in this situation where you're being pulled in a bunch of different directions. You don't know where your focus should be. And I wanted more great conversations with friends. And I wanted more collaborations. But I wanted time to read and all this stuff. And when I started this, it brought a lot of things together under an umbrella of, you know, yes, I want to smoke weed and have great conversations with badass people. And I want it to kind of be a job that I invent. And so uh, that's what it is. Um, I'm so grateful for Melanie Hearn, who I sprang this on a couple weeks ago. (laughs) And Melanie, of course, is a badass comedian who has graced this stage many times. And she's awesome. And when we bumped into each other a couple of weeks ago, I... She says, well, I'm a bookworm. I'm a bookworm. And I showed her all these books laid out on my floor, like, we got to do something quick, something not too deep, you know, let's pick out something silly or let's decide. And uh, I put all these Sweet Valley High books out, okay? <laughs> because my last two books have been pretty heavy, okay? So, and, and they were real, like, self-help or political or, you know, they were dense. And I was like, ooh, Sweet Valley High, it's short, you can read it in a few hours, let's do it. And she picked one called um, 
Deadly Summer. Yeah, that that, yeah, Deadly <laughs> Summer was the first one. <laughs> that was the first one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. But it was about, like, school violence <laughs> and danger. I'm like, no, that's not fun in the middle of the festival. Um, so I thought I had picked one that was way less serious. And it turns out those crazy Wakefield girls are always up to something terrifying. So we didn't get too far away from it. Um, so Melanie Hearn, thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, I'm so glad you're willing to smoke weed and read with me. Is this, uh, do you have any other friends that you exclusively like smoke weed and read books with? I do not. You're like oh, my first. Oh, you should all do it. Yeah, it's as fun as it sounds. Um, so tell me, just give a synopsis of, you know, put, put us in context here with what is Sweet Valley High? What is this about? Uh, two white girls doing too much, as usual. <laughs> Two twin white girls doing way too much to be 17 years old, okay? They got 67 books of just white girls doing the most, okay? Oh my God, that's so much better than what I was going to say! I'm so glad you did it. Um, can you just make a little noise if you've ever heard of these books? Okay, so I am probably the oldest person in the room. I did not grow up with these books. I was like just a little bit past them, right? But a friend of mine brought them up one day and was just cracking up, and I found a video. Do you remember there was a TV show? Mm -hmm. And now I look at it, and the girls who were playing it, they look like they're like 30. 28 or 30, <laughs> and they just look like sluts. Wasn't it like Tara Reed or somebody? No, I don't know. Oh, they they were really gorgeous. They were gorgeous, but they were like these 12-minute shows, and it was always like her brushing past a guy in the locker room and like blinking her eyes. It was insane. They were insane. So uh, Francine Pascal wrote this series of books, Sweet Valley High, from 83 to 2000, I think. And it's these twin girls, Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield, and they live in Sweet Valley, California, and they live next to the beach. And they're so perfect. They're so perfect. And uh, they, one's the captain of the cheerleading squad, and the other one edits the news newspaper and they couldn't look more alike but they couldn't be more different <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. so um, explain kind of how Jessica and Elizabeth are different uh, Jessica when I started reading the book She's very self-absorbed. You know how you have the one twin that's self-absorbed, all kind of into herself, into the boys, kind of frivolous hair and makeup. And then um, Liz is the one that's like, you know, the girl that's like, you know you fine, but stop doing stuff to make yourself ugly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? It's like the humble brag. I feel like Liz, I feel like she do the humble brag. Like, I'm going to be the editor of the paper so <laughs> nobody will look at my blonde hair and blue eyes. I want to be taken seriously, so I'm just going to wear a cardigan. Like, I feel like, like that's that's that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, so I just think Jessica is is a straight up sociopath. She is. She is a sociopath. Do you guys remember this about Jessica Wakefield? So this little blonde girl, in the first one that I read, we've done another one of these. We've done 90-something episodes, but two of them were Sweet Valley High. So 
<laughs> we t- we take it light sometimes. So in the first one, she so Jessica will lie and say that she's Elizabeth, or if she gets in trouble, she'll say it's her sister. So like the cops are looking for her sister, <laughs> and they couch it in this cute little. She's tan, and they're having fun in the kitchen making a salad. But then they just straight up lie and connive about no, they are. They, they a piece of work. They, they are. are. I was reading, and work. I was like, this ain't right. <laughs> I know. Okay, so can you kind of sum up what happened specifically in Two Boy Weekend? <laughs> you think like, oh, the girls are about to party, right? That's what you think. Like, it's going to be like, woo, one of those movies. Well, I would like to start off, first of all, with saying that uh, this girl relationship was too deep (laughs) with this young man. First of all, just imagine your 17-year-old daughter, okay, Mm -hmm. acting a fool because her man is going out of town for four days. I read the first couple pages. I was like, she clingy. (laughs) Sis is clingy. So basically, let me tell you what she did. So... She's mad. Her friends are that her friends aren't, you know, like, oh, we want to mope with you. They like, girl, get over it. He's gonna be gone four days. So in her sick mind, um, she meets a guy and goes on a date with this guy, but in her brain, it wasn't a date. But then you lied the whole way through. You know what I'm saying? You knew mm-hmm. what you was doing. Mm-hmm. Then she was gonna end it. Then she was like, she wasn't gonna end it. And then you met a crazy guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So then you met a crazy guy, and now crazy won't stop stalking you. But then you won't tell your boyfriend what's going on. But your boyfriend over here like a do for do. And then meanwhile, you throw your sister under the bus. You know what I'm saying? So your sister about to lightweight get kidnapped and carrying on because you didn't already lie and told her. Oh, girl is a hot mess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like she need to be on Criminal Minds. The next yeah. set of books is going to be Criminal Minds. Yes. Yes. So Jessica Wakefield, you know, I, I have this as like, this is a cautionary tale. Like when I looked at it, it says it's for ages 11 mm-hmm. and up. And I thought, this book is terrifying. (laughs) There are scary parts to this book. When I was 11, um, you know, yeah, it was was kind of more Little House on the Prairie style (laughs) stories I was reading about people. I didn't see anybody, like, being stalked and put in the back of a trunk. So here's what happens. She meets a cute surfer, and she's pouting because her boyfriend went to... Uh, the grandmother's funeral or something in Dallas. <laughs> you have the, a birthday party She's in Dallas. She's pouting. Oh, the birthday party, not a funeral. I'm sorry, Grandma. She makes it. She makes it through the whole book. She's just a minor thing. Basically, she takes uh, AJ out of town, and she's all, AJ is perfect, and our relationship's never been for serious. But I think they've been dating like four weeks, right? Yeah, it's so Four new. weeks, right? And they're over the top in love with each other. It's all kinds of bullshit. And then... Um, he goes away and she's pouting and she can't handle it. So she doesn't want to hang out with her friends on the beach and she falls asleep and she wakes up and meets the cute surfer. Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> He's got dazzling eyes and his, there's water rippling off his muscles. You can picture it. Surfboard in the sand. And he's like, I thought you were checking me out. Like that whole thing. And then, of course, they kind of hook up I get the attraction trust me I for get sure. it I was for reading sure. it I get it you know what I'm saying <laughs> I get it but the fact that he said Jessica please don't hang up on me Christopher's voice was strained and pleading she swallowed near tears why don't you leave me alone because I love you Jessica don't you realize that your boyfriend can't love you the way I do and if he knows about us this is a teenage book yes 11 and up yes <laughs> In 84? Yikes! Tell your mama. This is the cautionary tale. Tell your mama. Yes. 
cautionary tale too. I'm like, okay, oh, young girl, do not go away with random surfer guy. <laughs> we all know that. Don't tell him where you live, you silly head, you know. And um, but she does, and then she's like, oh, now that I think about it, I don't know his last name, and it seems harmless. But as a grown up, I'm like. This girl's about to die. I was reading the red flags as a grown-up. Red flag, red flag. Tell me everything about you. She's telling them everything. Well, tell me about you. I'm not important. Diversion. Red flag. Diversion, right? I just want to hear about you. And then we got to spend tomorrow together. Say you will. And she's going, um, I've got a boyfriend. But she never says it, you know? She's not telling the truth because she's a pouty little bitch. She's a brat. She's a brat. She's got... And it's very explicit. They're always like... um, I look terrible. Of course, that wasn't true because she was a perfect size six with tan skin. I mean, they really, they really let you know again and again that they're the two most beautiful, beautiful specimens on earth. On earth, and that they're irresistible in every way. Like, yeah. And I couldn't figure out like why in the world? Where are you? again? Where are y'all parents? <laughs> where are the parents? Oh, they're like chilling on the back porch grilling. Remember? They're like, hi, honey. Hi, there's a, a psychopath dinner? A Bella called you a few times today. Who's that? She's Stalker. like, nobody. <laughs> right? So what happens? So, she, so they come at, AJ comes back, right? He was only gone a few days. She really overreacted to the departure. Hey, if you're starting to relate to Jessica, you should go to therapy. For real. <laughs> Because you're, you're a narcissist with, like, crime tendencies. She low-key was a player, though, really, honestly. <laughs> sure. Like, a part of me was reading it like, okay, so you went out of town for four days. You shouldn't have left me. You know what I'm saying? What is it? When the mouse away, the cat's going to play. You know how it goes? So it's like, you left me out here. You know I'm a baddie. You left me. What you think was going to happen in the middle of summer? I'm out here on the beach looking good. I told you I was going to be sad without you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, this is... I feel bad because all this could have been avoided if they had Facebook. I know, I know. Because she would have been taking 10,000 selfies. She would have been, oh God, it would have been terrible. It would, she could have kept track of them. <laughs> she kept track of them. Her hashtag, best girl in the world. Um, meanwhile, uh, this guy's insane. It turns out he's insane. AJ comes back. She feels guilty. But also this guy starts calling, calling, calling. She's like, we can't do this anymore. And then he's, and then he's showing up. He's showing up. Uh, oh, her boyfriend's selling his car. He shows up to buy the car, puts Jessica in the car, and speeds through a parking lot so fast that he almost runs into a shopping mall. Mm. He won't stop until they almost crash into the mall. What? <laughs> so is it just me or are these teenagers having sex? Because ain't nobody doing that over holding hands in a French kiss. Right. Oh, we French sure. kissed and had ice cream, so now I'm about to run you to a JCPenney's. Oh, Penny's. no. Nah. Jessica, I think Jessica was one of those crazy whores guys just go crazy about, you know, where you're like, he knows she's a crazy whore, right? And it's like, yeah, I think that's the attraction. I think that's the very reason she's she's hot. They was doing the nasty. Yeah. So Elizabeth, though, I feel like Elizabeth errs on the side of, like, she she's a she has no boundaries. She's like, I will go down for you. You know what I mean? She lets her sister walk over her. She lets her sister a, walk over. It's gonna be a hard role when they get older. She's gonna resent her. In the oh, next man. set of books, is in the Lifetime movie when they adults. Oh my god. Um. Then Jessica gonna kill. Leah's gonna kill Jessica and then try to live her life. Oh my god. In the movie. 
Oh my God. And Judith Light gonna be their mama. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or their Judith Light at this point. The the sisters. Judith Light playing against herself. She's playing both characters. Oh my God. Can somebody please put this up here at Planet Ant? Will y'all? Can we do like Sweet Valley High like 30 years out? Oh my God. I would love to. Let's do it. I want to do it. We heard, remind me. Oh, it's being recorded. <laughs> we won't forget. But seriously, this shit gets out of, out of hand. Like, I, I cannot tell you. One thing I always think of when I read these books is I don't understand the level of daring and confidence that these two girls had. And so I got in my Fiat and I drove to the bar with the top down. I'm like, what? You're 16 or 17 and they're like hanging out with strange men. I probably did it. I actually probably did it. That was part pro- wasn't strange to me. I was like, oh, like, I did that. That part. I can get with that part. You know what I'm saying? But doesn't it seem scary? Aren't you just the whole time thinking they're going to die in every situation? But here's the thing. I don't mean it. It's, it's, it's like, here's the difference. I control my danger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew it was it controlled danger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And here they got uncontrolled danger. This is the one That's where true. you get in the car and then you're a lifetime movie. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. they got in the car, like you met him on the beach and then you went out to dinner with him the same day. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like that's yes. reckless. You got to have some controlled danger. They were a little reckless for me. They're a little reckless. And so I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to bring this to a close. Oh my God. Another part of this cautionary tale is where lies can lead. Okay. When you start a little lie and especially if the lie is fed by vanity. So Jessica's boyfriend's really smart and he won this essay contest. So he gets to be the king of the ball. (laughs) It's a small town ball. And the king is the one who wins the essay contest. And, of course, he has to have a queen, which is what Jessica wants more than life itself. And so she doesn't want to miss her chance of going to the ball. And she's just so picturing what she's going to wear all this time, all the time, heart being stalked and harboring that as a secret, lying to AJ, losing her shit around her family, and they all know something's going on. And she just keeps lying. And so fucking Christopher shows up at the ball and sees Elizabeth, the twin, and goes and grabs her and starts dancing with her, grabs her away from her boyfriend, thinking that, and Elizabeth starts... Piecing it together. She starts letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is what, remember what I said about boundaries, yep. okay? Elizabeth is with crazy stalker guy, pretending to be her sister, who he wants to kind of kill or murder or rape or something and instead of going hey get out of here I'm gonna call the police or anything like that she's just like I want Jessica to be the queen (laughs) and they're getting ready to crown the queen so I'm gonna stall for two or three minutes which is not what you do in the arms of a psychopath (laughs) trying to kill your identical twin yes yes he thinks is you Yes, yes. So, and then he takes her and throws her in the fucking trunk. And the, and she's still up there trying to be the queen. She's trying to be the queen. It's terrifying, right? Would you get that from this cover? I would not. Ah, looks like beach blanket bingo. It's not. It is not. It's not. There's no sense of darkness on the cover. And no. then suddenly you're in the fucking... 
Yeah. It's kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. First of all, it's called Sweet Valley. I didn't realize because I read these books growing up. Yeah. So I was just reading like, oh gosh, he's this, that. You know, he's hot and all this other. Because yeah. when they make him so descriptive, you don't even think Christopher. And so when I got in, like, they putting pictures in trunks? Yeah. They killing people? Yes. And they wonder why our kids is crazy? Yes. I was like, yeah, no. Oh, I was wondering if it seemed so different to you now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, this is literally what I grew up with. So, reading this as an adult, I'm like, dude, this is the formula for my man on you. That's the formula. Like, this is why we can't date now in our 40s because it is. This is why. This was the blueprint for foolishness right here. Oh, no. It is. It doesn't seem subversive, but it is. It really is. This is lifetime. Oh, my God. It was programming. It was programming. Oh, my God. Okay. um, Wow. I don't know how we're doing on time, but I feel like, are we close on time? What time is it? Oh, I thought the next one. Oh, my God. We have plenty of time. Oh, that's great. That's great. Wow. See, you know what that is, is I'm high. (laughs) Yeah, you know. I'm like, I just lived seven lifetimes. Surely more than ten minutes has passed. Um, No, this is how, I feel like this is one of the secrets of me being a really productive person. Is I can have like 12 hours in, in 10 minutes. Like every, is everybody else just standing still? <laughs> it's called Mafia Funeral, and you all have one in your bags. Yeah. So you can join me. I don't think we're allowed to in here. Nobody said anything. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so I was just curious. I never get to do this because usually it's just me and one guest, you know, in a room together. So do you guys have any questions about Sweet Valley High or comments about Sweet Valley High? So she just said, you just made. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right, what was the D.C. Andrews one? D.C. Andrews in the Attic. Oh, Flowers in the Attic sounds scary. That sounds scary. But the cover looks scary. You know, like, this was like this was always deceiving. Yeah, this yeah. Was like, I thought this was like Saved by the Bell. You know what, yes. what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, we about to go to the max. They signed. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, you know what? This is the other school that was, this is Sweet Valley yes. High. Because then they go to Valley High. Yep, this is the, this is, yep. So yes. you got Bayside with the cool kids, and this is the Valley kids. That miss, This is why Mr. Belden was trying to keep these kids away from Slater. <laughs> and Jessica, because they knew what Zach, them kids was going to do to Zach. Them, these girls would have ran Zach Morris down through there. You oh, know what? That's dude. what we need to do. Sweet and, Valley and, High twins yeah. versus Slater and Zach. <laughs> Oh, those kids did so much cocaine together. They, you know they did. <laughs> Jessica and Elizabeth and Zach, and they, I mean, not then, but like 10 years later. That's a whole nother show, you guys. This is like programming for a year. Just take them, just take them out. Okay, I need to point something out real quick, um, because this will be most, this will be audio, but on stage with us is a little puppy. <laughs> And it's a, it's a dream come true. You, y'all better be taking 100 pictures of me because this is the greatest moment of my life being up here with this dog. 
Can you please tell me um, the dog's name and what kind of dog it is? This is Foxy. Oh, hi, and Foxy. Say hi, Foxy. <laughs> and let me ask my baby, what kind of dog is this again? <laughs> Oh my god. Go. Oh my god, you guys don't even know. So the reason why I was able to concentrate up until this point is because I forgot the dog was there. But now that I know it's there, I don't know if we can continue. We might just have to wrap it up and take turns petting the dog. That might be what happens. Would you guys be happy with that or should I hang out? We should hang out a little more and then we'll wrap it up and play with the dog. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Um, so we're, uh, we're at the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. And um, it's a wonderful thing because uh, it benefits this theater, Planet Ant Independent Comedy Club, and also the Detroit Creativity Project, and there's one. And the Ruth Ellis Center. So I want to make sure I call attention to that on the recording. And also to remind everyone about the Redemption Foundation and Great Lakes Expungement Network. And I want to hear what you love to read, what you love to smoke. If you want to get involved with some kind of organization to help with expungement or something, I'd love to help with that as well. And I'm so happy to have shared this time with you. Thanks so much. Oh my God! Okay. It oh my okay. So it ended right away. I thought that because it's like four pages after the kidnapping, so she gets yeah. thrown in a trunk. <laughs> she got thrown in a trunk. We'll just wrap it. She hands tied. No, he. She's pretending to be Jessica. They get taken away. They're at the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're in the parking lot, and she realizes she's in trouble, and um, still not saying I'm not Jessica. Right? Still. And um, then uh, her boyfriend, Jeff, who saw her get taken away, and basically, what was that guy's deal? I don't even know where to He let Elizabeth just be taken away by a random guy. <laughs> I just realized that. Because he cut in she at the like, ball and never... She was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. And at he drags her down the hill. But at least he socked the man. At least he he socked the man. But he had to go, like, they had to go running and find him. They had to go, like, chase down Christopher, evil, you know, stalker guy. And Elizabeth was in the trunk. And the only way it got stopped was Jessica jumped in front of the car. And he slams to, on his brakes and says, how'd you get out? <laughs> oh, How did you get it's... out? He thought... That she was tied up in the trunk, and while he was running, anyway, then he realized, of course, that there's two people, and they they get out, and it turns out they really quickly diagnose him, right? Didn't have him. Here's the thing. (laughs) I just want to point out the last couple pages of the book because after they did that, now they become the two smartest people on earth. (laughs) The hundred and thirty-eight pages proceeding, y'all didn't know what the was going on. Now all of a sudden, in the last four pages. Elizabeth is there. Oh no, he's still social disorder. And then, but here's the thing: I don't like the way they did my man AJ. Oh, because they I made mean, AJ a dumb Southerner, and I didn't like oh, that. I know. Because at the end of the day, AJ never knew what was going on. He was the, the whole only ride. redeeming character. Only one. The only one. AJ 
was too good for her, really. She never even confessed, did she? No, he never knew anything. She didn't confess. The whole book, she's going, the whole book, she's going, oh, I feel guilty because I need to confess and it's tearing me apart. Oh, I can't help think about AJ, like tearing herself apart. And you're like, this is eating you alive. Of course, I have perspective now because that's a real thing. But I guess she writes it really well because this girl really tortures herself and gets herself like hides out from her family, becomes jumpy. She's scared to answer the phone. She's being stalked, right? But also she's hiding a lie and it's eating her alive and everything. And yeah, it's psychological. She's and it was, it was, I think this was the, the beginning of learning her pimping scheme. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that was the beginning of pimping at its finest. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in my mind, I want to see what she had at 27. She a cold piece at 27. She running circles around people at 27. She dating brothers yeah. and, and, and So much cocaine. Together. I still think there's a lot of cocaine in Jessica's life, for sure. For sure. She just seems like the type that could get away with it for a while and then... She married a software man. She married a software man. And they live on the beach still. Oh, my God. She's the president of some multi-level marketing thing. And then they got taken down because of fraud. (laughs) She did a little time in jail. Then she got out. And now she in the expungement program. She looks amazing. Of course. She was in spin class in jail. In Sweet Valley jail, they have prison. They have spin class. Because when them hoes come out, they still got to snack a husband. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just thinking, what's that show with Nicole Kidman? No, is that the women who live near the beach? Big Little Lies. That's those Sweet Valley High girls, I think. Pretty much. I think they grew up and became those women, yeah. right? And you're like, this one, life just happened to. She's, she's doing her best. This one's insane. And this one's <laughs> ego is out of control. And, this, you know, and you can see how this would start to spiral. Because, I really do. Because uh, Elizabeth is so dutiful. She's so like, I'm going to do the right thing. Oh, your closet's messy, and my closet's not messy. <laughs> well, we know, we all know Elizabeth. Elizabeth oh, yeah. is, you know what? She's the character type for all the, what's her name? Catherine Hagel? Heigl? Yeah. For all the 27 yeah. dresses, the uptight, cute girl that just let her light, and then you got the flirty, fly-my-night sister that's having a good time and all that kind of stuff. And that's a character type. That's the, the Deborah Messings, the, all them in the secret and the wedding and all that kind of stuff, and the, the girl who let her sister dog walk and all of a sudden at the end at the most inappropriate time you want to take your revenge you know what I'm saying so that's definitely what that is you know that's the character type yes 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 and she they in almost every book Jessica gets Elizabeth into danger and then the only way they get out is like something some dramatic intervention these girls I hope they got I hope they talked to somebody they do, you but know, if you notice like, in all their books, if you know, because I've read a couple of them and I'm thinking about it, they only have four pages of accountability. <laughs> <laughs> them last four pages is accountability. Them other pages over there, they was just doing some fuck. But that, in the end, they be like, I learned my lesson, the end, bye. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Okay. Accountability, four exactly. pages. Exactly. Oh, I mean, it really, it might not even be... Four pages. Oh, oh, it might not even be four pages. They're like, oh, the thing is, no, she didn't apologize. She didn't confess anything. She never said, oh, no, I've been trying to tell you I cheated on you, and now I feel terrible, and we got to break up. She just said, I don't think I can be with one person right now. <laughs> she didn't tell him about, like... Pimping. Yes. <laughs> 
It's God, not you, AJ, it's me. She hit him AJ, with the, it's not you, it's me. If you're out there, I hope you did so much better. I hope so. AJ was like um, Aiden in Sex in the City. <laughs> You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Can you picture that? But he kind of needed to get. But he kind of had a kick me sign on my back, though. Yeah, well, maybe AJ, AJ it was something does. about Aiden had a kick me sign. So that's that AJ. I feel that's it because Christopher's like Mr. Biggs. It's something. No, he's psycho. Well, he's a little he psycho. was psycho. I mean, not. I mean, you know, I'm saying he had he had mental health issues. Wasn't it a movie like that where the teenager so Alicia many. Silverstone? Yeah, and she was getting stalked by Mark Wahlberg. Really? Fear. This is fear. Oh my! Literally, this is fear. Is it? And she was lying to her her parents and stuff because she was dating an older guy that was in high school. They they just wasn't twins, but she. But as far as the whole thing with Jessica and lying to the parents and the guy calling and jumping and the phone ringing and all that stuff, and that was a weird one too because the father let a lot of stuff fly. Like, this is the one common knowledge in these stories that I see. These parents let a lot of stuff fly. Oh, you know and what Sweet I think Valley about High, them? Riverdale. Just, yeah. th- that's the next podcast. Riverdale. Well, now I was, yeah, oh my God, yes. So, in, in like uh, the late 80s, uh, my boyfriend had a Ninja 600R motorcycle, mm. right? And uh, he was in college an hour away, and um, I, I would ride there. My mom would be like, and I was in a junior. Um, there are some distinctions between uh, raising in African American households. Uh, you can't even cross the street until you are twelve. You can't go to the store without your big cousin until yeah. you're sixteen. Okay, uh, everything you do, you got to sneak it around. You know what I'm saying? Well, That's did- why Brenda had that baby and nobody knew about it because she wasn't supposed to say nothing. Well, when I think about it, like, I couldn't cross the street. I wasn't allowed to cross the street, but I just, this made me realize this whole shift in perception of myself from now to then, but because they thought he was a very responsible young man, because he made good grades, and he, um, you know, was a lifeguard, and he was was very sweet belly eye, now that I think about it. My dad didn't care about nothing. That, he got a Johnson? No. You know what I'm saying? No. no, I can't. I look back and it seems like very risky behavior to let her just like get to have fun. And I'm like, do you know that he has so much acid in his backpack? <laughs> <laughs> backpack on the motorcycle. <laughs> ah, I'm so acid? happy that I lived <laughs> to hang out with you guys today. I'm real lucky. <laughs> I concur. Yeah, super lucky. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. So anyway, yeah, how does it end? Um, AJ and Jessica break up, right? Uh, They don't get in any trouble at all, right? Nobody says, wow, Jessica, that was uh, risky to the point of, you know, crazy town. And then they just start trying to get get her back out to parties, <laughs> that's what I said. It's um. They move on. They move on. They move on. Yeah, it's like uh, she wanted to sit around and pout, and her friends are like, "Hey, that party's coming up. Are you gonna go? I think it's about time you get back out there." And uh, hoping she's learned a lesson, but you know, she clearly didn't because she does it because there's so many more books, and they're all about this. <laughs> They're all about this. This is what they're about. Oh, my God. I, when I have to tell you how it ends. Holy shit. Remember that last little tag about the tall girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> is anybody else in here over 5'10 or 11? Yeah. Okay. 
Here's what happens. Listen at this mean girl bullshit. Um, whoop, bah, bah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Amy snorted, come on, give me a break. She never goes to any dances, and no boy's ever going to ask her. No one likes to dance with a girl who's taller than he is. Right? And this is, this is like just a bunch of mean girls deciding to pick on a shy girl. That's what the, this is how they're wrapping it up. Um, they're in the locker room. They're, they start off calling her Beanpole. Yeah, this is how it ends. Some guys like tall girls, Jessica said. Her eyes danced with mischief. I bet she goes. Kara and Amy looked at each other and shook their heads solemnly. Okay, Amy said, trying to sound grave and regretful. This is one bet you're going to lose. What? (laughs) What? And then it says, will you read that last little... Will Shelly Novak have a date for the big dance? Find out in Sweet Valley High, number 55. Perfect shots. Then she ain't learn. What? She ain't learn. She ain't no good. She ain't learn. She doesn't learn. She don't learn. Put her in the trunk again. She just ends it up. See, and this be the girl that get girls? acid in her face. <laughs> oh, no, Ten no. years later, when somebody just run up and throw acid in your face, like you know why? You know what I'm saying? I don't know why. Act Shelly. You know why? <laughs> oh my God! Thanks so much, Yay. Melanie Hahn. Thank you. Foxy. Yes, and Foxy! And thanks so much to the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival and the Independent Comedy Club for having us. Bye!